Hello and welcome to the Carnage Report, where we bring the latest on all things horror-related, keeping you up to date with news you can use. I'm Nick Spacek. And I'm Julie Holland. The Carnage Report is part of the Cinepunks podcast family. Go to Cinepunks.com to find entertainment news, reviews, and other great podcasts like Horror Business and Twitch of the Death Nerve. If you want to help support Cinepunks and ultimately this show, you can become a Cinepunks Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash Cinepunks. That is C-I-N-E-P-U-N-X. Another good way to support us and Cinepunks is to check out our great sponsors like Essex Coffee Roasters. Essex offers specialty grade coffee roasted to order, not sitting on a shelf. They're committed to accessible quality coffee, offering education on coffee brewing coffee and brewing to all of their customers essex believes you don't have to be a coffee expert to enjoy a great cup of coffee and right now if you use code cinepunks c-c-i-n-e-p-u-n-x you'll get 10 percent off also lehigh valley apparel creations is the premier screen printer of the lehigh valley but also maybe the world personal and professional the only place where you can get punk rock attitude with professional service and printing they are online at xlvacx.com all right time for this week's getting to know you question since we are rushing headlong into spooky season if you don't curse there already which i do uh it's time to start talking about halloween so nick do you decorate your house for halloween if so when do you put it up do you do outside inside or both and what is your vibe or favorite decor item so this is this is like interesting because i was looking at it i was like well here's the thing like we don't really decorate for halloween but a lot of the stuff that is up in our house and in our front yard is already like of the spooky vibe Mm -hmm. like um my office here like a bunch of the stuff on the shelf is like i've got like a a tiny like mummy reliquary made by poppy z bright the horror author um like i've got weird uh like horror action figures from like um mcfarland toys like funko pops um which i'm embarrassed to say i i do own too um but like out front we've got um like those zombie cats we have a zombie um flamingo um and my brother steve um when he was doing like a bunch of like weird found object art got into sand casting like where you like make a mold out of sand and then you cast cement into it Mm -hmm. and what he did these are life-size like human skulls cast out of cement Mm -hmm. uh and it just has like a big piece of rebar through the scent so it just center so it just sits in front of our house like in the bushes like right by the front door which is my favorite like because he also dumped like paint and like sealant over it so it looks like this aged thing that got like bloody and then just like left in front of our house uh and the people who notice it are usually very disconcerted because <laughs> it looks very real and also if you come in our back door um sitting on our back stoop pretty much since we moved into the house like 16 years ago um my parents found in their back pasture because they moved into their house about the same time we moved into ours um they found a cow skull and my dad was just like you want a cow skull for your porch and so it's it's been this skull that has been very slowly deteriorating over 16 years which i feel is halloween in and of itself yeah for sure 
I I have seen your social media pictures in years past, but um, mm -hmm. what is your Halloween process? Well, like you, I have a lot of stuff that stays up year round, mostly like artwork, prints and whatnot from friends and from artists that I follow. I have a whole bunch. Um, and then starting Labor Day, I put up the full indoor Halloween scape, mostly black cats lots of i have two black cats so those are constant living halloween decorations and then i also reflect them in a lot of the decorations that i put up i don't do anything outside i always think about it i desperately want one of those 12 foot home depot skeletons but i know somebody so who bought one this year you gotta like just be on the website when they drop or something i don't know someday um but I think that's the only thing I would probably put outside. Our neighborhood is a little bit, if you put it out there, it might not be there in the morning. So we're hesitant to do much outside. But inside, starting Labor Day, stuff goes up. It doesn't come down till probably Thanksgiving when Christmas goes up. And and even Christmas has spooky elements. So year-round spooks over here. I think this year might be the year I go to Target and buy one of those like laser projectors that puts weird patterns or like flying ghosts yes. or witches on the front of the house. Cause I look at them every year and like every year I get a little bit closer and I'm, I'm thinking this might be the year. I think sometime this week I might just make the rounds between like Home Depot and Menards and Target and Walmart and find out which one looks the best. Yeah. I have this little, it's not laser, but it's a, a spinning light that does psychedelic skulls Ooh. that I mostly use inside. I have an annual adult pumpkin carving party, not adult as in sexy, but adult as in it's not aimed at children. They can come, but it's not for them per se. Um, so I have, I, for that party, I put up even more decorations than I have a, rainbow neon skull twirly light it's meant for outside but i put it inside i found um usually i do not buy things from that like bargain area when you first walk into target mm -hmm. but um we got there like right when they had filled it up with all their halloween stuff for like once in my life and so it was like for a dollar you got like five like their cardboard cutouts of like black cats but they have nice. like rainbow foil skeletons printed over them so it's Ooh. like a black cat outline with like skulls that like reflect cool colors and i need to get those up here in the office um sometimes such a I'll sucker probably do that, that bargain spot it was a dollar for like five of them you just can't like, oh, beat that perfect. yep yeah i'm gonna have i'm gonna go to target today now <laughs> yeah, yeah they also i also got a uh koozie that has a ghost on it and just says here for the booze nice Yep, very very excited about it. Uh, hey, do you do decorations? Do you do fun stuff? Do people in your neighborhood do fun stuff? Like, let us know. Uh, hit yeah. us up on socials. I would. Send I would us love pictures. To... Oh yeah, so many pictures. Like, please, please send us pictures. I want to see like what creepy weird stuff you do. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about doing. I have in our stairwell like a gallery wall. I guess you would call it if you were a, an interior designer of just horror art. And I'm thinking of doing one a day on my social media leading up to Halloween of my art, not my art. I didn't make one. I made like one piece of it, but and like who made it and pictures of it. So if you feel like following along with that, I'm thinking about doing that. I, I, I now very much hope you do that.
Well, we've been gone for a little bit because I went to a wedding and there was a holiday. And so we we, we took a bit of a break. We and, were vacationers. Uh, that, that means New Nightmares uh, has so much. She's uh, thick today. So much. So uh, New Nightmares, our roundup of trailers, new to streaming, coming soon to theaters, etc. So on and so forth. Uh, Julie, what you got first? We got a first look at the Hellraiser reboot. Uh, Pinhead is played by a woman this time, actress Jamie Clayton. It looks incredible. I can't wait. I love the idea of Pinhead being a woman, although Pinhead is sort of beyond gender, really, being, <laughs> you know, a sadistic Cenobite here to teach you about pleasure through pain. Um, you'll be able to see the movie. Uh, it's Hulu original and it will be on Hulu October 7th. So that is right around the corner. And it is directed by David Bruckner, who did The Night House and The Ritual. Both were very good. Very good. Um, this is not nearly as dark. Um, <laughs> but uh, Real Gone Music, um, a few years ago, reissued this record called uh, Milton Delug and his orchestra. Music for Monsters monsters mummies and other tv fiends which is like one of those uh albums that you would get like in the 60s um that had like a couple of actual themes and then it was just like a bunch of other like weird sort of like lounge or exotica or twist music that was monster inspired well there's another one uh it is called introducing frankie stein and his ghouls monster sounds and dance music so there's like Weirdo the Wolf, which is a twist. There's a hearse is not a home, which is the frug. Um, uh, and my uh, personal favorite, uh, Ghoul Days, which is uh, a Watusi. And there's also the neck twist, which is actually a twist. <laughs> um, it's like one of those records that's been out of print forever. And uh, I love the fact that they put out these weird sort of novelty records, like right around Halloween every year or two, because they're just they're fun and they're a nice change of pace from your usual um monster mash or cramps records this looks so fun as soon as i saw this in the feed i was like oh i might order one it looks pretty limited so i guess i better get on it same all right next up uh i don't know that we i don't think we've talked about this at all but if we I have i can't believe we haven't i know right so bring it on cheer or die if you're not familiar with this this is within the bring it on universe but it is a slasher uh, we got our first images of it this, uh, well, maybe not this week, two weeks ago. We've been, like we said, we've been gone. Um, it is written <clears throat> by Rebecca McKendry and Dana Schwartz, which is very exciting. You know, we love Rebecca McKendry. I also love Dana Schwartz, who does the Noble Blood podcast, which is, you know, murders throughout history of nobles all around the world. It's very cool if you're not in, if you ha are not tuned into that. Um, uh Let's see. I'm sorry. I got all. all and she's also okay. writing on uh, She-Hulk Attorney yes. at Law, which right now um, is my current favorite streaming show. I haven't watched it yet, but it looks oh, God, so it's fun. So funny. It's so much fun. All right. The synopsis on Bring It On, Cheer, or Die is the cheer squad's plan to have a secret practice at a nearby abandoned school on Halloween takes a terrifying turn when their teammates begin disappearing one by one. This is a sci-fi original movie, so that is where we will see it. It with the debut. The debut date is just fall of 2022. So any minute, I guess. Get your DVR ready. The stills, they look 
like a sci-fi original movie, but that's no shade for me. I love a sci-fi original movie, so I cannot wait. This is going to be so much fun. I feel like this is the having now um, watched like several episodes of She-Hulk and also like being familiar with like what Rebecca McHenry does. Like, I'm just like, oh, yeah. Oh, this is. This is the perfect combo, and I think they're going to probably nail this tone. Like, um, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be worth watching. Speaking of uh, worth watching, um, uh, if if we are lucky enough in that Kansas City has Screenland Armor and Lawrence has Liberty Hall, um, but like if you live in a place that doesn't have like an art house uh, or uh, you know independently owned theater it is really hard to get to see like halloweeny type stuff at halloween um but like everybody's probably got a regal near them um and so um they are doing in october like a ton of screenings um they are doing the lost boys they're doing scream 2 why scream 2 because it's their 25th anniversary john carpenter's halloween um a 3d screening of dawn of the dead a double feature of the mummy and the bride of frankenstein and creature from the black lagoon with something else i can't remember um but the big news is that it is the first ever official theatrical wide release of trick or treat um so exciting i am so thrilled uh although <clears throat> super bummed it is not actually playing in lawrence i'm going to have to drive to topeka oh no yeah or kansas um, city i'm sure topeka is closer for you but i know uh, Screenland is having it yeah yeah i may like that's one of those i do still need to see on the big screen but um Same. yeah and tickets for these screenings are pretty reasonable um so yeah you can go check it out uh go to i think it's real regalmovies.com and you can see if it what's playing near you that's awesome speaking of awesome um evil dead rise which is the next installment in the evil dead universe getting a theatrical release in april 2023 that is about the extent of the news because that's not till April 21st, 2023. Uh, so we got some waiting to do. We have we do have the plot synopsis, and it, it is in the fifth Evil Dead film, a road weary Beth plays pays an overdue visit to her older sister Ellie, who is raising three kids on her own in a cramped LA apartment. The sisters' reunion is cut short by the discovery of a mysterious book deep in the bowels of Ellie's building giving rise to flesh-possessing demons and thrusting Beth into a primal battle for survival as she is faced with the most nightmarish version of motherhood imaginable. When will people learn to stop opening creepy books that they find in the bowels of anything? Here's the thing. You can open them. You can read them. Just don't read them aloud. Why do people read? Like, nobody, like, like, don't read it out loud. Like, ever. Please don't. Try it to yourself. Uh, yeah, this is giving me real like uh, demons and demons two vibes, yeah. um, which I am. I, I I feel like more movies need to take from that stuff. So there for it. And I'm I can just assume there will be buckets and buckets of blood. Yeah, um, gallons, mm-hmm. barrels, epic amounts. So uh all of a sudden out of nowhere um we got the trailer for the movie uh the stop movie motion movie wendell and wild 
which is directed by Henry Selick, who also directed The Nightmare Before Christmas. It's written by Selick, Jordan Peele, and author Clay McLeod Chapman, who is going to have a very good October because his new book, uh, Ghost Eaters, also comes out this month. So um, hyped for him. It's actually based on a book that was never released that Henry he co-wrote with Henry Selick. So I think that's interesting. But uh, the t- trailer is amazing. The synopsis. Mm-hmm. Two scheming demon brothers, Wendell and Wilde, must face their arch nemesis, the demon-dusting nun, Sister Helly, and her two acolytes, the goth teens, Cat and Raoul. However, Raoul cannot see them, so Cat helps Wendell and Wilde to help him. Um, yeah, it's uh, Wendell and Wilde, uh, are voiced by Keegan-Michael Key and Jordan Peele, um, uh, who I think we can all agree were the best part of Toy Story 4. Um <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, it's October 28th only on Netflix. Um, so, um, add it to your probably already crammed Halloween viewing schedule. Also will be a great one. If you have younger people in your life, you are wondering what to show them to get them into the spirit. Yep. Um, get, get those spooky kids started young. Yes. All right, now that we're in trailer territory, I saw the trailer for this one before our feature presentation, Barbarian, today, and I had to add it to the list. It is the new Anna Lily Amapur, uh feature, Mona Lisa and the Blood Moon. The trailer looks really cool. Uh, Kate Hudson is in it, and she almost didn't look like herself. Honestly, when I first saw her, I said, is that J-Lo? But it's, it's Kate Hudson. <laughs> um. Let's see. Let me get to the synopsis, which is maybe not in this thing that I... Okay. So we have the title character. I guess that would be Mona Lisa making a bold escape from a mental institute while the film's voyeuristic cinematography is showcased. She wanders aimlessly around the city of New Orleans until hustler and single mom Bonnie, that's Kate Hudson, takes her under her wing. Mona Lisa soon reveals that she escaped the institute using her mind. Mona Lisa and Bonnie seem to go on a neon lit adventure through the wild city with a detective hot on their trail that detective played by craig robinson yes the the cast is stacked it looks awesome did this play before your screening of barbarian no unfortunately which is kind of a bummer i would have loved to have seen it on the big screen but i've watched it like three or four times on my computer so yeah the, the minute i saw it um i was like yes going to that and if you're not uh, familiar with Anna Lily Amapur, she did Girl Walks Home Alone at Night and The Bad Batch, both of which were awesome. There's so much like I love her movies. Um, mm-hmm. I just, oh god, they are they're weird and they look amazing, and they will they you'll, you will spend some time afterwards um, dissecting what you just watched. Yeah, and they're completely different, mm-hmm. which is cool. And this one looks totally different from the other two. Mm-hmm. Uh, continuing Trailer Town. Uh, uh, there is a new Lucky McKee movie um, that comes out on October 14th uh, from RLJ. RLJE. Um, it is called Old Man and stars Stephen Lang. Um a uh, very simple uh, synopsis. Old man unfolds as a lost hitchhiker. A lost hiker stumbles upon an erratic old man living in the woods. That chance encounter trigger, triggers an unimaginable nightmare. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no idea what this movie is actually about at no. all. 
Um, I do appreciate the fact that um, the other lead is played by Mark Center, who I was trying to figure out where I knew him from, and he was in Starry Eyes. Oh, right. But it, yeah. I, I don't know who's the villain in this. Um, the tagline is "Beware the enemy within," so maybe we're all the villain. We're all bad. Yeah. Maybe it's, who knows? Uh, it looks tense. It looks uh-huh. like if you enjoyed Stephen Lang in Don't Breathe, you will probably enjoy the shit out of this. Yep, I agree. All right. Back to trailers for movies you can show your kids this holiday season. We have the, a new trailer for Hocus Pocus 2. We've talked about Hocus Pocus 2 already a little bit. It's going to be on Disney Plus September 30th. Uh, the trailer, it looks cool. Uh, it looks, you know, it's going to be a lot like Hocus Pocus 1, but updated. Uh, the synopsis, of course, is it's been 29 years since someone lit the black flame candle and resurrected the 17th century sisters who were executed for practicing witchcraft, and they are looking for revenge. Now it is up to three high school students to figure out how to stop the ravenous witches from wreaking a new kind of havoc on Salem before midnight on All Hallows Eve. And it looks like we get some of their origin story, too. In the trailer, we get to see the young Sanderson sisters first getting their witchcraft powers. Um, And also, I was excited to see Sam Richardson from Werewolves Within because he's good in that. And and, um, I think you should leave. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I just I look for any excuse to mention that program whenever possible. Um, oh, and we get Doug Jones again as Billy Butcherson. That was like one of his first roles, wasn't it? I think so. Like that was very early on. Um, yeah, I was explaining to someone at work the other day that um, I unfortunately like when Hocus Pocus the original came out, I was just like a gad too old for it also we didn't have um like i was like 13 and so i was like nah and so um i i have since seen it as an adult and i'm like i appreciate it for what it is but i do not have like the deep nostalgia that so many other people have yeah same i I mean you and i are about the same age so i was a little too old even though as a girl i think i was still a little into it it's not it wasn't necessarily a formative film for me but i did it is fun yeah yeah um so uh i'm trying to remember when rise of the sense actually was done it's been a like this documentary was completed um a few years ago um and has been um oh yeah it, it got done in 2019 um but rise yeah. of the sense is like a like a documentary about like horror synthesizer um like synthwave stuff um well, what's kind of funny is because like it came out like in the wake of drive um and like it's funny to see like so many of the bands that are in this film are now like fairly well known outside of things thanks to the fact that like stranger things just like blew everything up but um yeah you can stream it on Screenbox now which i think is great because it is ha- has been kind of hard to find and um the soundtrack is amazing mm-hmm. um and everything i think they pressed on vinyl and it immediately disappeared um but you can find it streaming on a lot of places um narrated by john carpenter um 
who uh, a lot of these <laughs> a lot of the bands that are featured in this uh documentary like carpenter brute <laughs> namely yeah. power glove gun gunship um like they are all um definitely influenced by john carpenter um very 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 much but like if you want to see uh, i i recommend it i've seen most of it like i think i had to shut it off for whatever reason but i've watched it and and the soundtrack kicks ass um if you like horror disco and adjacent check it out nice all right this one i included mostly because you and i love a big monster and a and a lake monster yeah especially uh so this is a trailer for the lake came out the Lake is a Thai movie that actually already opened really it released theatrically in Thailand on August 18th and there isn't a US date yet but the fact that we have a trailer with English subtitles finally means that maybe it's coming I hope it feels like something that might end up on Shutter mm-hmm. the monster in this uh was created by the same artist that did The Mist and Cloverfield and it looks awesome this is a big budget thai chinese movie so it looks good there's some money thrown at this monster and you can tell uh the synopsis is one child brings back a strange egg soon realizing that it's a monster egg it emerged from the lake and it now wants to kill everyone in the whole town i bet it wants to kill more than the whole town i bet it's going global oh god yeah i like i i it was funny because like this hit like online i was like oh i need to watch that trailer and i forgot and then was going through all of the notes for this episode and i was like oh i still need to watch that and i watched it i was like i need to watch that on my tv not just on my phone <laughs> like yeah like i want like and now i want to see it on the big screen um like, like it's kaiju adjacent um mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I very, very, very much want to see this movie and I hope it ends up finding a home somewhere stateside. I hope it comes to theaters because it feels like I want to see it on a big, big, big screen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like big monster movies are are that way. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, a movie I, I, I don't think um, necessarily needs to be seen on a big screen. Uh, and coincidentally, it is coming to digital and on demand um, October 7th um, is The Visitor. Um which is a um, psychological horror slash thriller um, that had its trailer drop recently. Um, When Robert and his wife, Maya, moved to her childhood home, he discovers an old man portrait of his likeness in the attic, a man referred to only as the visitor. Soon he finds himself descending down a frightening rabbit hole in an attempt to discover the true identity of his mysterious doppelganger, only to realize that every family has its own terrifying secrets. Um, Looks weird. I'm a big fan of like mm-hmm. uh, people go to small towns and things get weird. Yeah, this kind of southern goth, gothic, ghosty. That's it's my shit. This is my shit. Yep, uh, definitely. I'm sure there are some allusions to like the portrait of Dorian Gray. Yeah, like that. Which you know what? You you want to make my English major heart sing? Do some Oscar Wilde references. Heck yeah! All right. In this trailer looks better than it has any business looking news. We got a trailer for Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. We still don't have a release date, but they do have distribution through INT Studios. So sometime later this year is what we're told. We've already talked about Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. 
Um, so we know that Christopher Robin has gone off to college or what have you, and without having food handed to them, Pooh and Piglet have gone a little feral and they're 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 murdering people. <laughs> And they're murdering Eeyore and eating him, allegedly. So we don't see that. That's off screen because they don't have the rights to Eeyore yet. You know, we saw the stills and we laughed. Everyone had a good laugh. But this trailer looks kind of good. Yeah, like, you know, it is like, I mean, like, I'm still not like sold on like the Pooh and Eeyore faces. Um, yeah. They look a, a little, you know, low budget rubbery, but uh it looks like i'm like i have a feel like if they play it straight as opposed to like uh ha 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 i think it'll work like it'll yeah. be fun mm-hmm. and it looks and it 100 looks like they're just like no this is a slasher they just happen to be like this is what happens yeah okay. yeah i i wish i could tell you i wasn't excited but i am <laughs> um Speaking of movies about which I'm excited, uh, there's a new Mike Monroe movie. Um, uh, it's coming to Paramount Plus, boo. Um, yeah. But it is called Significant Other. In the upcoming film, a young couple takes a remote backpacking trip through the Pacific Northwest and face sinister events, leading them to realize that everything about the place is not as it seems. Uh, it looks really weird. Um yeah. Which I feel is the like Michael Monroe is like very quickly like carving out like this section of genre for herself and it's movies that things aren't quite what they seem. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like having uh, her partner or whatever played by Jake Lacey is just I'm like, he is such a wholesome dude. <laughs> um, if you've uh, seen um, what is it? the Jenny Slate movie Obvious Child, like he's like really good is just playing like an average good guy and i think uh, like, that he's the perfect person to play the the, the straight role in this movie mm-hmm. yeah it looks good it looks like she gets maybe possessed by something i don't know yeah i, I, right. I, I, I want to find out what it is i know i can't wait and i hate that i don't have paramount plus and i hate that they want me to get another streamer we when we get enough listeners we must get a patreon so that we can fund all these other streamers that we need. <laughs> that is our goal. Tell your uh, friends. We yes, need a Paramount please, Plus. Give us some listeners. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We have an exclusive clip for the Retaliators. Does this look good? I don't know. Why did I put it in here? Because it is weird. Okay. Here's the synopsis. An upstanding pastor uncovers a dark and twisted underworld as he searches for answers surrounding his daughter's brutal murder. A high-octane original soundtrack and cameos from the biggest names in rock music set the tone as this horror thriller reveals a game of revenge played using a new set of rules. Who? Who are these cameos? Well, it's Five Finger Death Punch, Tommy Lee, and Jacoby Shaddix from Papa Roach. And the soundtrack, of course, includes all of them, plus The Who, that's H-U, I assume it's pronounced Who, I'm not sure, and Ice Nine Kills and Escape the Fate. I feel like this is a movie made to be a music video. Yeah. Uh, so I've gotten several um, press releases about this movie uh, since it was first announced. Um, essentially, um, Better Noise music. Like, it's most of the artists on that roster in this movie. And it feels like it's a way to sell an album. Like, the I listened to the theme song 
which is called uh, the Retaliators theme song, parenthetical, 21 Bullets, which is co-written <laughs> by Nikki Six. Wow. Um, yeah, it, it's real bad. Um, <laughs> like, uh, I have had several people ask me, if do I want to write on it? They're like, oh, this is, you know, it's like metal and it's, you know, a horror this movie. Is like, you all your over jam. it, Nick. It's your jam. And I was like, yeah, but like, not that kind. Uh, yeah. Not that kind of movie, not that kind of metal. Um, Just slightly shifted. <laughs> yeah it's just like uh i definitely like the issue of starburst magazine that is uh just hit the shelves a week or two ago my ost column i definitely mention it and i definitely like shit talk it for an entire paragraph <laughs> like it's the because i like i listen to like a bunch of the stuff off the soundtrack i'm just like no yeah if this is your shit that's okay you can catch it in the theaters for one night only on September 14th. I don't know what theaters. It doesn't say. I don't know if we'll be able to see it after that. I would imagine we will be able to see it somewhere. Doobie. I mean, if you if you want to see it, there's no shade. If you like these bands, I, you know, I don't, they seem fine. <laughs> I've liked a Pop Roach song, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody likes Last Resort. I think that's it. Yeah. Who doesn't? And to be honest, I mostly just don't have a lot of knowledge about that particular subgenre. So. I have more than I want. <laughs> oh, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. This is 476 Barbary, right? Yeah, I'm renting this place. No, I booked it a month ago. Are you sure you have the right place? Yeah. Who are we supposed to do? Why don't you come inside and we'll call these idiots. Why don't you just crash here? Oh, no. I don't know if you got a great look at this neighborhood, but I don't think you should be out there by yourself. It's dry and there's a lock on the door. By the way, I'm Keith. Tess. You take the bedroom and I'll sleep out here on the couch. natural all 
right, it's time for our feature presentation. This week, we are talking about Barbarian, directed by Zach Krieger. In Barbarian, a young woman traveling to Detroit for a job interview books a rental home, but when she arrives late at night, she discovers that the house is double booked and a strange man is already staying there. Against her better judgment, she decides to spend the evening, but soon discovers there's a lot more to fear than just an unexpected house guest. All right. It is important that we tell you there. You know, we don't try to spoil things. There is no way to talk about this movie without spoiling things on some level. So if you have not seen it and if you want to see it, put us on pause right now and see it and then come back to us and listen. Because you do not want this one spoiled for you. You want to go in fresh. Yeah. Um, you can watch the trailer um, or the trailer that you just listened to before this. <laughs> um, it You think it spoils the movie. You think it shows too much. It gives you nothing. It, it, it gives you part of it. And out of context, you have no idea what's going on. It's, um, I love the, like, my favorite discovery about this movie is that the director, like the stuff he has done thus far would not make you think that this is what is coming. Yeah. Like he was a member of the whitest kids, you know, um, a, a, a believe a fantastically underrated, um, <laughs> like, uh, sketch comedy group. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, like like everything he has done so far, like this is such a swerve. And it's I'm starting to think that maybe sketch comedy translates into horror pretty well. I think it does. I think it's an ability to look at things from a very fresh perspective and be able to like like because like that's part of the fun of sketch comedy is where you see mm-hmm. something where it's just like, oh, here's a hilarious where we make fun of horror movies, or here's something where we make fun of the British. Um it it, it just really seems to like you're not beholden to like genre delineations Mm -hmm. i would also point out i wouldn't consider this a horror comedy although there are funny moments i don't think it's like overwhelmed with comedy or that comedy is a focus it's just happenstantial yes personal Uh yeah I have read several inner like several reviews of this are just like, you know, if they had leaned into the comedy a little bit more, it might have been more even. But I feel and I think this is where we start to get into spoiler detail territory mm-hmm. is the complete tonal shift that happens definitely at the halfway point of the film, but also at various other points like in terms of like how they mess with like uh like perspective and shooting and things like that but like the tonal shift that happens halfway through is like where you're just like wait what what the fuck is going on yeah there was a moment the f- the first big tonal shift i thought the movie was over and that like that's the that was the twist is that the movie was like 30 minutes 45 minutes long. <laughs> however much time had passed at that moment probably 30 minutes i was just like oh that's that's crazy but then it comes and it's like almost a whole new movie, but it all, but it isn't, it all ties in ultimately. It's uh, it, a, yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of um the first time, like when I saw one cut of the dead mm-hmm. where I watched yeah. it and then all of a sudden it was just like this new thing. And you're like, what? Yeah. Like, wait, what's and, happening? And they don't like, they just drop you into it. 
and yeah. then you watch it and you're just like <gasps> mm-hmm. oh yeah it is it is a movie that like i i full-on like and i threw up on social media like as soon as i got out of the theater it's like it's the first movie i've seen in years where i just like what the fuck did i just watch yeah I think I said what the fuck quietly under my breath at least three times at least. Yeah. Like when, when the credits started rolling, I was just like, I sat there. I like, I, you know, I think we've all been trained to like wait for like mid credits or post. credits. Oh yeah. We mid- sat through the whole credits. Cause I was just like, I don't know. And mm-hmm. I, if something is coming. I want to see what it is. But also I think I needed that time to decompress yeah. or I got in a vehicle. Cause I definitely driving home, I kept like running over stuff and I, I damn near ran a red light in front of a cop. Um, <laughs> uh, that's how affecting this movie is. Uh, Although if we, if we believe the movie, the cops aren't there to do anything anyway standard for horror movies but in particular in this movie <laughs> very explicitly so um yeah. in in this film um which kind of segues into that there is an aspect of social commentary maybe a little on the nose yeah but it, it's okay it wasn't like super in your face it was just like well he has some things to say about some things yeah um it is an airbnb in uh a, a what is what can best be described as a devastated section of detroit Mm -hmm. Um, it's like one cute house on a block of things that are not houses but once were yeah and it is a movie that just starts out one way um and just goes all Mm -hmm. kinds of places i was trying to think of like other movies that like execute this tonal shift and i think like the closest one i can think of is is um like audition um Mm -hmm. it's very like because like this movie is very much like um it ends up being kind of a romantic meet cute for like the better part of its intro and you're just like yeah okay yeah the first part i mean you've got you've got bill skarsgård and we know we can't trust him as a, as a person he's never in anything where you can actually trust him to be good so so you're like things are going well and this is really cute but i don't trust him and then he's just gone i feel like the of all of the cast of barbarian i feel like bill skarsgård like there is i i i'm curious as to like if he was like their first choice and if like they couldn't have gotten and if so like if they couldn't have gotten him like who else was on that list because i feel like there's a very specific list of people that mm-hmm. they could play this because you you have to cast like somebody who's known to be a horror actor yeah. and specifically like a villain in that mm-hmm. role for it to really I, I don't it wouldn't work with an unknown i noticed that, he was also an executive producer Mm. so i wonder if he didn't read the script and then champion it a bit but i don't i don't know how that played out yeah yeah like um but i mean like they're uh like character actors just like murderers row Mm -hmm. like uh like i absolutely love it like i was very surprised to find out that like you know kate bosworth was in this Mm -hmm. like i was just like huh and then you know it's got uh like I, there's a 
brief the cameo by Kurt Brownoller. Um, um, Richard Brake. Oh God, he's so good. You just see him and you're like, I know that guy. I know that guy from a lot of stuff, and I know that guy's not going to be a good guy. Yeah, yeah. They any and they, you're just like, oh yeah, him. And then um, uh, here's the thing: like in all of the advertising for this film, like I'm sure, like if I had paid attention to like the names at the bottom of the poster or whatever i would have noticed that justin long was in this film Mm -hmm. but i didn't and then when he popped up on screen i was like what that that i think was like the real shocker because i was like what why he here yeah i i knew he was coming as i had i had noticed his name and i was like okay well a that tells me this might be comedy which he did a great job of being just comedic enough Mm -hmm. just enough and also being absolutely hateable every moment yeah. you think he's going to be redeemed you're like nope nope fuck this guy kill this guy <laughs> absolutely fuck this guy it is like he is th- like the yeah the, definitely just provides like just i'm sure this is also i like i have to assume that giving uh zach Kreger's like um whole catalog and filmography that like there has to be some sort of like very specific commentary because this again also feels like a very pointed sort of like look how clueless they are so Mm -hmm. like literally like like it makes you know um you know like why do they go in the basement oh he's got a he's trying to add square footage to that house yeah that scene just cracked me up him measuring the the base the sub basement and the sub sub basement <laughs> so good and it's it, it like i think like that's em- very emblematic of his character mm-hmm. um, more so as you get towards the end um Woof. wow yeah. um yeah it is <clears throat> it is a m- movie that like every bit of it was just like the score like with like had like very much like nope like where it just like mm-hmm. it it had it had words in it kind of like hidden and you're just like and then that end credit song choice of be my baby oh god just chef's kiss oh yeah perfection i like i am a sucker for like a good like end credits like nod uh like what was I, I was thinking I was telling this to somebody the, the other day like the the way uh like green room ends mm-hmm. where he's like oh I couldn't think of who my favorite like you know band was and he's like I figured it out and then it just like <laughs> you know like yeah. image poots it's just like who fucking cares and then it smash cuts to credence <laughs> oh it oh, almost no. that song almost made me think like I wonder if in writing like if if Zach Kreger heard the song and was like, "What if this song was creepy? Like, yeah. what if what <laughs> if the subject matter of this song was threatening rather than an invitation to be in a romantic partnership?" <laughs> what really bums me out is so I I saw this movie on Thursday and it was Monday or Tuesday. I was talking with one of the founders of the Found F- Footage Festival, uh, Nick mm-hmm. Brewer, uh, for for a thing, and I was like. 
I want to know if that video is real. Like, cause I feel like it's something that was found in a thrift store, like the, 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 the breastfeeding video. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. want to know if it's real. And I feel like he, like I had opportunity to um like ask, because like, I feel like that has to be a, a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, I, I don't know. I feel like on the one hand, we could really get down into the details, but it feels wrong to talk about it really explicitly as well, even though we have warned people of spoilers. Yeah, I feel so good. I feel like we have definitely danced around it, like like what this movie is actually about. Um, And I'm trying to avoid saying that, but like uh, I feel like, like watching it was just in addition to like the tonal shifts, like the way they would do like different like it almost i think this is the movie that I, first movie i've seen that really does like video game style shooting that but without like it being like a video game kind of movie like when you see um richard brake's character like walking around it feels like you're following him from like one of those camera perspectives in mm-hmm. like a like a like a video game or something and then when uh like they're going through the tunnel with like a flashlight and a knife in the hand that looks like a first person shooter, but like it, it all works in service of like that part of the story rather than just trying to be like, we're going to make this look like I don't play video games. So insert (laughs) what you think is appropriate here. So I don't sound as old and out of touch (laughs) as I am. Grandpa Nick only, only remembers (laughs) golden (laughs) eye. I don't even, yeah i don't know um i noticed that there were certain parts where the camera was at like waist height and so you sort of feel like you shouldn't you you, no one knows you're watching you kind of have that Mm. vibe of like i'm sneaky watching which i liked it was just a movie that by all accounts it was the number one movie in america on friday nice uh beat out like that new um there's a a, a bollywood action movie that also rrr no no it's a a different one um it's the first part of a three-part trilogy so um but yeah like i just man i i want i want this to do well and i want Mm -hmm. people to see it uh so we can talk about it and also I love the idea of original concepts like getting greenlit and getting wide release like absolutely absolutely like this is not you know it's not based on a comic book it's not rehashing or rebooting or revamping something that's already out there this is while it has elements that we've seen before it is something we have never seen before and the fact that it got a wide in theater release it didn't just come straight to shutter that's awesome we everyone go see it so that they give us more now in in terms of like when did you go see it and like what was the the audience like for for your screening i went to the noon showing on saturday and it was in the big theater at screenland which is is a pretty large theater um and there were maybe 15 or 20 people so it wasn't a large crowd i would i sort of regret not going to an evening showing simply to have it with that larger crowd of excited people because i know that evening showings were fuller just you know saturday on noon isn't horror day for everyone and the weather was pretty (laughs) lovely at that time so there weren't a whole lot of people were there were there a lot in your screening on thursday night 
Yeah, yeah. They were, I was really like when I bought my tickets, I was like, oh, there's like a few sold already. And then like by the time like the movie started, it was good. Also fun. There were several like preteens or like tweens in my nice. screening. Like definitely like as I was walking down, like there were two kids who were like 10 or 11 well, more we like 11 or 12, like who had obviously been dropped off by their mom. Like it was like two boys like yeah. who were just like standing there, like with the biggest like thing on their faces. But um, there was also uh, right with like about five or 10 minutes left in the movie um, before they get to the water tower. Let's put it that way. Um, OK, before they start going up the water tower, um, the, <laughs> like this mom and her kid who is about nine years old just like haul ass down the stairs good time uh, and i was just like this is like this is where you tap out like like somebody yeah. like beaten to death like in th- like this beaten to death scene like that's okay i will say everybody has their, on, their line depending on what you think children shouldn't watch it's not particularly gory up until that moment. There's not a ton of blood. There's shit I wouldn't show to a kid. No yeah. judgment. Just personal, like, that seems really scary, and I think they're going to have nightmares. Because the imagery is really scary. The gore is relatively limited. And then if you're like, my kid can see everything except sex, there's none of that. So you're good there. There, there's a lot of stuff that is implied. There, are the two scenes that are gory are very like, oh, yeah. well, that's a lot. Um, but uh, yeah, and also props to the lady who is sitting like the row behind me, who was like just full on. Oh no, 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 no! Don't go. <laughs> why? Why are you doing? Like it was. It's exactly the commentary you want to have like yeah. during a horror movie where it's just like, oh, thank you for being thank you for being the patron that like I want at every horror screening mm-hmm. who is just like not being rude, just saying what we're all thinking. Yeah, like yes, he's cute, but do not follow Bill Skarsgård into the second set of steps. That's too far. Yeah, First yeah, 100 secret door, okay. I get it. Beyond that, he's on his own, man. You barely know him. You owe him nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just, oh, I, I had a great time at my screening. Um, I was, I was chock full of Culvers. Um, and it was, uh, like perhaps one of the better, better movie experiences I've had in a minute. Yeah, and I, I would watch the prequel where we f- find out how he dug all that under there. Yes, like, even if it's just like a short. Just show me how he dug all that. What? How do you do? Where's it all go? Yeah, it's not even dug out. Like it, part of that is like legitimately like carved out of rock. Yeah, I thought we were gonna find out it was like you know I don't know underground railroad or something. It, it, no, he's just a, a man with a mission. Apparently, <laughs> it oh. had like beams. Uh huh. Um. But yeah, that yeah. is out now. I see a lot of it people is. comparing it to Malignant, and I. I can see that not necessarily in it's a similar movie, but in it's a surprise. It surprised mm-hmm. us all like Malignant yes. kind of did. And it's fun like Malignant was. Very, very fun. Um, but yeah, it's out now in theaters. Go see it. Tell I us hope it's think. streaming soon because I know that there are still people who aren't going to the theaters and yes. I want them to see it before they can before they listen to us. 
I almost hope it makes it, it ends up someplace other than Shutter. I really hope that this feels like something. It's very similar mm-hmm. to like a lot of the movies that we've reviewed for this uh, show have been popping up on Hulu lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like so many people have Hulu. Like that would be oh, that would make me so happy. Hulu, um, or it feels like it could do Peacock, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, something that more people who might like horror but don't like love it enough to buy a streamer dedicated to it. Right. Very much. <clears throat> so um out now in theaters mm-hmm. go see mm-hmm. it but what if you like it we also have recommendations for you um if you have seen it here's some stuff that you should also watch what you all got? right i have first the people under the stairs because i think it has what well, has that same trapped in a house vibe and this social commentary thing going on that i think feels similar and then i also put housebound and I'm so jealous. I'm so won't... jealous that you picked that before me. <laughs> if you haven't seen Housebound, I don't want to tell you too much about why it's similar, but it, it is also there's it's a woman on house arrest, so she's also trapped in a house. And and you should watch it. It's fun and funny and weird and yeah. How it's about in, you? What are your? It's in oh, New sorry, Zealand. It's so good. Um. Yeah. So I picked two movies that I feel like have um like mid film like tonal or like shifts that like change how you just everything you just watched uh one of them is the clove hitch killer which came out a couple years ago um which i feel is a a it's fantastically underrated movie um that just like a lot of the folks in it give killer performances but it also has this great thing where you watch all of this happen then all of a sudden you get this Flat, it's it's a flashback that explains how everything you just saw occurred and it's mm-hmm. it's it's so much fun for that but the performances are also just really great yeah. uh and then also from dust till dawn which i feel is like the ultimate like two different movies in one movie yeah where it's like you have this heist movie and then you have this like other you know vampire action movie um yeah. and you want something if, if you can't decide whether you want one or the other you get both in an hour and a half mm-hmm. that's such a good pick it's time for i'll be right back what do you have coming up nick i am currently reading uh an Anne rule book that showed up in the mail um cool famous you know true crime writer <laughs> uh she of the stranger beside me i realized like i hadn't read the stranger beside me until earlier this year and then somebody was like hey do you want to read this she has this crime files thing and we're relaunching it all um, so I'm reading a book called a rose for her grave and other true cases, which is, um, I really didn't want to go to work yesterday. I just wanted to sit around like on a rainy Saturday afternoon and read true crime and drink hot beverages, but alas was not the case. Um, I'm waiting for some movies to show up in the mail and trying to decide like what, how I am. I'm currently trying to figure out my budget for seeing movies in October. <laughs> Yeah. all of those regal screenings um because like uh what is it uh, uh 
TCM is doing a 40th anniversary like Fandango screening of Poltergeist. And those tickets are always like kind of like $15. And I'm like, I I just I have to budget. Yeah. And and budget time too, I'm sure. I know yeah. For me, I'm budgeting time as much as I'm budgeting money. And also on uh yesterday was my wife and I's anniversary. Um and happy anniversary. to celebrate thank you uh to actually celebrate on tuesday we're gonna go see cheap trick at the uptown oh fun and we've been looking forward to that forever cool you got coming up well i uh, am reading i just started the new stephen king fairy tale so we'll see if i get through that i have a really bad habit of eagerly reading the first half of a book and then forgetting that i was reading a book but usually with stephen king i pull through um, I also started watching on Shudder. They just started releasing one episode of a t- at a time of 101 Scariest Moments in Horror. Oh, I and need to get on that. I like that kind of thing to kind of, A, tell me what I haven't seen yet. Because no matter how much I've seen, I feel like there's a million things I've not seen. And B, tell, so I can be like, that's scarier than that. That should be higher on the list than that. <laughs> I like to do that sort of thing. And I'm also eagerly excited. This is real lame and nerdy. I really enjoy the Food Network Halloween shows like the Halloween Baking Championship <laughs> and Halloween Wars. So those start Monday, at least Halloween Baking Championship does. And I am excited. <laughs> Speaking of Stephen King, like because I, I read Billy Summers uh, uh, while I was on vacation. Um, have you read that one yet? I haven't. Oh, God. it It's about a hitman with like a heart of gold uh and uh it's like i feel like stephen king books come into like one of two things where at the end of them you're just like mind blown and everything or at the end of them you're like sobbing uncontrollably uh mm-hmm. and like definitely a like a sobber sounds like a good one i'll have to get if i get through this one and it's a thick one fairy tale is yeah. big yeah oh boy so we've got stickers. Email us at carnagereportpod at gmail.com. If you like one, we'll give you an address to which you can send a self-addressed stamped envelope. When we get it, we'll slap a sticker in it and send it back to you. A uh, great deal from Sticker Mule made that possible. I have uh, just, I forgot I had some in my camera bag. And so I definitely, if you go to the bottleneck in Lawrence, Kansas and go to the men's room, you might see a Carnage Report sticker. <laughs> oh, that's that's history right there. I know. I was so yeah. excited. I've never had a chance to do that before. Yay. And if you guys start getting stickers from us, maybe someday we'll feel like it's warranted to make t-shirts. I really want to make t-shirts. I do too. But we need people to want them first. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to the Carnage Report. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Report Carnage. And as with the stickers, you can email us any of your thoughts at carnagereport at gmail.com. You can give us suggestions. You can tell us what you thought about the things we talked about. You can tell us you totally agree or totally disagree. We love it all. Just interact. Share us. Yes. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. <laughs> uh, tell random acquaintances at work that you talk about with uh, weird things with. Make holiday parties awkward by talking about us. Yes. <laughs> but the upcoming holiday, like... It's like, oh, do you like scary movies? I have the perfect thing for you. Yes. Um, all music featured in this episode is by my brother, Steve Spacek, who you can find on Instagram at Starling Woodworks and at Nodder, N-O-D-D-E-R dot Bandcamp dot com. Julie, where can they find you on socials? I am Dark Humor Girl, anywhere you're looking for me. Uh, and you can find my writing at ModernHorrors.com and DownrightCreepy.com. 
I can be found on Instagram at Nick Loves Mouse. I can be found on Twitter at Nuthouse Punks. Uh, you can find my writing at Starburst Magazine. New issue on Stance Now. Um, and uh, at The Pitch, where I am the music editor, and uh, as well as various other publications in and around the region. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, this was a good one. What are we talking about next time? We're going to be back next episode with another roundup of the latest news in horror. But also, we're going to be talking about uh, a movie that has been out for almost 15 years now. Uh, but as we mentioned earlier in this episode, Trick or Treat is finally getting a theatrical release. Finally. So we're going to talk about it. Um, so that'll be, uh, the next episode. Uh, I, I am very excited to talk about this mm -hmm. movie and especially, I think we have a lot to say about its, um, like cultural impact over the years. And mm -hmm. I, I think this is going to be like, I think we've probably both seen this movie at least like five times. So I feel For like sure. this is, this is going to be one where we're going to nerd out real hard. Yeah. Another reason to find me on socials is I will be attempting to paper mache a Sam head for my husband's Halloween costume. And you will be able to watch the progress of that on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> Let's see if it fails. <laughs> well, we will talk to you again in two weeks. Thank you again for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.